You're listening to... No, that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Rue Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring. Entertaining. Real. The Heidi Rue Show. I have someone on the podcast today that I followed for a long time and have loved following and just, you know, finding out about her journey and stuff. Plus, I really love her blog. This is Mandy kellogg Rye. She's of Waiting on Martha. She's a founder. She It was a blog, and then it also was an online store, and now she has a Waiting on Martha store that is right down the street from me, which I'm so excited about. And she is she's done everything. So she's a stylist. She's worked with Kate Spade, The Gap, Old Navy, Smirnoff, and her work has been featured in a ton of magazines that you'd probably recognize. Lonnie Magazine, Domain, Home, Harper's Bazaar, House Beautiful, and she's also named one of the top entertaining blogs by Better Homes and Gardens. Welcome, Mandy. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so glad that you're here. I have a lot of questions just because I've wondered it throughout following you. But one of the things I wanted to know kind of was how Waiting on Martha just started. In your bio, it says that designing a bracelet started it all. So Tell me more about that story. Yeah, it's probably the question I get the most. So okay. that's like an abridged version of how it started and a little more PC version, I would say. But, oh. you know, I kind of We're say, a podcast, yes, too, so we don't have to be exa- PC. That's amazing. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, I'm a blogger by accident. It did start with a bracelet. So I didn't grow up with blogs. Blogs weren't even a thing when I was in college. The first mm-hmm. blog I read was Style Me Pretty when I got engaged, right? And yeah. so... It was kind of a foreign concept, but what happened was this was about the time that Etsy came to be, okay. right? And so you saw all and and Instagram. I kind of feel like Etsy and Instagram mm-hmm. and Pinterest and all these things kind of really took shape at once, or at least the mainstream. We started to learn about them. Right. So what you saw was individuals creating brands, creating mm-hmm. businesses with very little backing, with no money. I mean, things like that. So. Um, I just started making bracelets. I don't even know. I think I took a beading class in Chicago. Honestly, <laughs> like it wasn't a thought out process. Right. Um, I was in healthcare at the time. I worked with hospitals and health systems on their digital and branding strategies. So wow. I started making bracelets randomly, started taking pictures of them, and it kind of took off. I was, you know, working nine to five in healthcare and then coming home and stringing and beating bracelets. But what it really did essentially was not reaffirm my love for making bracelets, but it lit this entrepreneurial fire under me. And it kind of, I'm extremely competitive. So it kind of was like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. And it was just like this creative outlet. So after, (laughs) I don't normally share this because it kind of ages me and a lot of people don't know it, but I was drinking a lot of, a a good amount of wine one night and watching a movie called Waiting for Guffman. Okay. Um, And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a blog. I love food and I love um, entertaining and I love fashion and I love all the things. I'm going to start a blog and I'm going to name it Waiting on Martha because I loved Martha Stewart. Uh-huh. Um, and she did everything, right? I mean, right. And she still does everything. And so she was kind of, um, you know, the thought behind it. And I couldn't share my own name because I was in healthcare. And yeah. again, I never thought this was going to be anything. I thought it was going to be. This place where, you know, my friends and family could see what I was up to. I was the one who cooked all the time and threw all the holiday parties. And, you know, it was the time of my life where I bought my first home. And so decorating was a big – so it was just a place to share all these things. And then 
rather quickly it kind of took off. And I remember being like, okay, wait a minute. Like, what's happening? Am I really going to do this? And if I am, like, I need to rethink about this. I mean, I was in digital strategy and branding. And my first, like, the first iteration of WOM was pink and orange and chevron pattern and had no logo and so I was like wait a minute if I'm going to really do this like I need to take it seriously right so I took everything down for two months and I actually then hired someone and um, was like all right let's do this and I kind of gave myself this time limit knowing myself I knew well a I knew I was 30 at the time and I wasn't going back living to paycheck to paycheck I really genuinely loved my job in healthcare, and I made a great living from it and I worked from home which Mm -hmm. was great so um you know this was a big unknown but I knew myself well enough to know okay I could probably give this a year to two years uh, doing both yeah and let's see what happens let's see what sticks right and and that was it I mean it took I mean it, it kind of took off Right away, but at the same time, you have to say yes. You don't get paid a lot in the beginning, right? Sure. I mean, you have to build your portfolio a lot. And and right about two years was when it was like, okay, mm-hmm. like I have to make a decision because I wasn't doing either well Wow. anymore. When you made that decision to mm-hmm. kind of pull it down for two months, was there ever this fear of like, like I mean, sure. at, at least right now, I would think, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose all mm-hmm. my followers. How am I going to get that back? Um, no, because it wasn't like it was well enough. The Etsy shop still lived on, right? And Instagram still lived on. But it wasn't like it was well enough that I was worried about that. I took a break this summer for three mm-hmm. months, and that was a, a big thought process now, wow. right? A huge thought process now. But then I was more like, oh my gosh, this is so ugly. Like, I have to – like, this can't be mm. – Mandy, right? right? This cannot be what Pottery Barn sees, yeah. who was my first um, collaboration. But, like, that can't be it. So mm-hmm. it was more important to me to get the aesthetics right. And being in branding for, for corporations and, and health systems, I knew how important that was. And sure. a lot of times you only, you know, first impressions are everything. So, right. no. Yeah. And, and it wasn't even – blogging wasn't even what it is now. So it was like – now it's a totally different thought process, right? Yeah. I mean, and I had no skin in the game. I had this great job I loved. Yeah. If it didn't work out, who cares? Sure. I didn't even want to tell my friends and family <laughs> at first. It was so weird. Like, it felt very, look at me, look at me. And yeah. So it was very strange at first, quite frankly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what led to the decision to take three months off this summer? Um, we've just grown that a long so much. Story? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, now we're going into what, five, six years of it. Yeah. I now have went from being a blogger part-time to being a blogger full-time to having an e-commerce shop to now having a brick-and-mortar shop um, to doing speaking engagements, having 12 employees trying to have a personal life, a husband, <laughs> and, and whatnot. And I was just at capacity. Yeah. You know, and I think the older you get, the more you value, like, you know, I, I've let so many things go, like just mm-hmm. health and, and life and, and things like that. I mean, I really believe you can have everything but not all at once. Yeah. And so I had sacrificed so much for six years, and it was just to the point where, like, I'm not doing it well again, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just need to take a breath. And I was creatively burnt out. I was not enjoying it at all. And, mm-hmm. you know, the the nice thing is summer is the slower time. Yeah. I knew I would not do it during holidays. Holidays is my favorite time. Yes. And I wanted a breath. And my other thing was I didn't know if I wanted to blog anymore, to be very, really? very honest. I was at that point where I was like, 
do I want to keep doing this? Mm. Do I want to keep investing the time? Um, you know, or do I want to solely say goodbye and keep the social presence and focus all on the store? And because I have other businesses I plan to launch. Um, so it was a good time for me, not only to get a breath, but also like what I did realize. And, I, and this is what I wrote in my post when I said I'm back is that, you know, as you grow, um, you unfortunately, most of the time I have to do less of what, what you started doing and a lot more of management, a lot more mm-hmm. delegation, a lot more signing checks and papers yeah. and contracts. and, and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I wasn't quite ready to give up the creativity, the creation yet. So mm-hmm. it was good. It, I started, you know, in July, late July, I'd say, starting to feel that itch to create again. And, and it was nice to feel that way. Yeah. So now that I'm back, I'm not... Ugh, why do I have to create this? Like right. I'm excited and I'm pitching ideas, and so I feel that little bit of fire again. Yeah. Do you nice. feel like that blogging is as valuable today as it was back when you started? Yes and no. I mean, that's a tough question, and I think the the word you chose, valuable, mm-hmm. right, is is a hard a hard word to put into perspective when it comes to blogging. So it's changed a lot. Um, All the contracts that I have coming through, I would say 80% of them are just asking for social activations. But at the end of the day, we don't own Instagram. I don't own Instagram. Um, And I think it is extremely valuable still, especially for what I like to say is evergreen content. So content that is not going to lose its value. So yeah. when we go into holidays, it's been interesting. I, I've signed four holiday contracts this week, actually. And it's all wanting blog posts because they also see that value because mm. you're talking about things that'll get pinned forever, forever. right? Oh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I did a beautiful Christmas collaboration with Frontgate, and I think it was two years ago. I don't think it was last year. And El Decor picked that up for this year. You wow. know, so I mean, we are talking about content that transcends seasons yeah. and time. So, Yes, I to answer your question. Yeah. Yes, I do think blogs are absolutely still valuable. A lot of traffic still one comes from Pinterest a lot. It's always in my top 3 whether that's to the shop or the blog or to my Instagram is from mm-hmm. Pinterest, so that's a great you know, and that content's coming from the blog. Right. So, yes, I do think there's still value. I think it's shifting. Um I think video will surpass everything soon, which mm-hmm. kind of makes me cringe a little bit. Not that I don't <laughs> like video because I feel very comfortable, but you're sure. talking about getting a whole new it's team. It's a lot more production. It's a lot more yes. production. It's a lot mm-hmm. more money. Yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, so that's a whole nother yeah. thought process coming down the pipeline. So what made you decide to do the online e-commerce sure. side of it? Well, I've always wanted to store. Mm-hmm. I think when you, I was younger, I mean, I've loved shopping I mean to be very honest I've always <laughs> I mean, loved shopping yeah. but it's more about finding things that like are unique or I mean my favorite thing still if you ask me like my favorite thing to do it's buy but it's not like buying because it's like oh my gosh I'm buying and shopping it's buying because I feel like I'm finding things that people will love mm-hmm. and so like when I see like when I take a chance on something for the store and then I see it like sell out I'm like so proud of myself I'm like yes. I knew that was going to be amazing but um <laughs> So I've always wanted to have a store. I think if you would have asked me in my 20s and teens, it would have been I wanted a clothing store. As I grew older and I became much more interested in interiors and all of that good stuff. So a home and gift store made more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, you know, what I immediately did when I started was my blog, my blog was I got it um, I legally 
incorporated. I, I okay. became a corporation right. immediately. Okay. Um, and so I was like, well, I'm incorporated. Might as well get my wholesale license. Yeah. Might as well open an e-commerce store. Literally, that was the conversation. We are moving to Atlanta, and my husband's like, okay. And I mean, like, <laughs> literally, he's like, just don't spend too much money. Because um, I, fu- I have funded Martha from the beginning myself, wow. completely from my career, and then when Martha. So it is not funded. I mean, obviously, I have an amazing husband who's so supportive and and that. But, you know, so he was just like, just be careful. And right. So we did it, started it right away, learned a lot right away. We shipped out of my garage for about three years. Oh, Yeah, my we gosh. didn't get a warehouse space until, like, um, four years in probably, maybe five years in. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, my husband would come home from work, and he would help me, and he had his whole setup. He, has televi- he had a television, beer fridge, <laughs> all of that, awesome. and I would pull and write all the notes and get it, like, pretty, and then uh-huh. he would... Package it up. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he still steps in all the time. Like, there's a difficult, three difficult packages, and we're like, can you just do it for us, please? Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't want to deal with this one. So he's going there tonight. Mm-hmm. Were you ever at that time thinking, wait, why am I doing this? Yes, always. And I still think that <laughs> often. I really do. I think if you don't think that, then something's wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for sure. You learn a lot of lessons. You give up a lot of nights. You know, Instagram makes entrepreneurism look beautiful, Mm -hmm. right, and glamorous, and, oh, I want to do – it is Mm -hmm. not. It is not. I mean, it's the hardest thing I've ever done, and I can tell you it was making a lot more money in healthcare. Right. You know? What pushes you through those times where you think, should I keep going? What is – what am I doing? Yeah. well, I have a great support system, my mm-hmm. husband and my family. So sometimes, like, you know, my parents are very involved. And in like I said, sometimes they do because sometimes I'm just like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And they'll remind me and understand that, like, this is just a, pe- a valley and there's peaks and valleys and ebbs and flows and you have to kind of roll with it. Um, but at the end of the day, I love it. And, you know, it's a job. And and I say that because it's like any job you're not going to love 100%. Yes. Right? I mean, there's parts of any job that you have to do. I right. don't like paying taxes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. you know, I don't like balancing <laughs> books. I don't like – there's a lot of things. And that that's just part of it. So right. I feel like if I am still passionate about it, I'd like it 60% of the time. <laughs> and now, to be honest, I can't imagine – I couldn't imagine not. working yeah. for someone else. For somebody else yeah. um, scalability is the question now. Mm. How big do you want to get? I think, again – Social media kind of makes you think, like, you want to be this big, right? right and right. in reality, do you? It's okay to grow slow, and mm-hmm. it's okay to just have one store. Yeah, so. yeah. So when did you come to that point where you're like, okay, I think it's time to hire other people. Sure. I need more help. My husband and I can't just do this in the garage yeah. the whole time. So I started with an intern in the very – probably a year in. Okay. And it, she just started – she was in PR – and she loved blogs. And so she was a great writer, and I'm not. I'm a good, I'm a very good, um, passionate writer, mm-hmm. but like grammatically and like trying to, just not my strong suit. Right. You know, much better at creation. Um, and she loved writing. And she, so she, what, she worked in Nashville. She's from Nashville. Okay. And so she, I would create all the content, I would put all the bullet points in. She would make it, you know, bring it together. Yeah. Um, and, She also did a lot of the social media, meaning like the tweets and the pins and the Facebook. I handled Instagram. So I brought her in. She'd worked five hours a week. 
Um, she was 23, and she just left me last year. We're, <gasps> we're extremely good friends. She's wow. like a sister at 29. And so she started – she was an intern for five years. Not five years. I'm sorry. She was an intern for five hours a week for like a year, okay. maybe a year and a half. I knew I couldn't bring her afford to bring her on full time. So I was um, – writing for a wedding magazine so I got her to split her with me so she needed help as well so I was able to bring her in part-time part-time and make that up and then I was and then she was full-time with me for three years probably the other thing I had was a publicist from the get-go I don't have a publicist currently again we're still like sisters and she's one of my best friends that we talked to um but in the beginning I was like Okay, I could hire an assistant or I could hire a publicist, and I went with a publicist to get my name out there, and it was one of the smartest was decisions it? I, was I made. To ask mm-hmm. you. Okay. Yeah, it, it was, and you know, I just dealt with the lack of organization and <laughs> and like things falling through. I mean, you have to pick and choose. Sure. There's still I could I wish I could hire for four more positions right now, but I don't mm-hmm. financially have the bandwidth to. So I think you have to a know yourself really well, like right, like what can you truly handle? Yeah. Where's your bandwidth gonna break? Um, have a great support staff. And then what I always do, always to this day, is so say you want to bring in a part-timer and it's going to cost you, let's just make up an easy number, $10,000. Sure. If someone gave me $10,000 and it was sitting in front of me, is this how I would spend it? That's how I think about anything. If anyone's like, do you want to run an ad in a magazine that's going to be $2,000? If someone gave me $2,000, is this how I would spend it? Mm -hmm. That's literally the question I ask myself every time I make a a larger financial investment. Um, And usually you can get an answer really quick with that thought process. Yeah, that's a really great process. I love that. I'm going to implement that for sure. Well, it just makes you be like, no. Right. Like like if someone gave me two grand, would I spend that on a magazine ad right now? And I love magazines. I'm not just using that as an example. Yeah. Like, would I spend that there? Um, and usually you'll get your answer pretty yeah. fast. But, you know, I have chosen to, and again, I'm very, very thankful that I I kind of went into this with two jobs and it was mm-hmm. a great career. And I have a great husband who has been like, yes, go do it. And we have sacrificed, like, say, a new home and yeah. things like that. But um, I have chosen to invest most of my money in growth rather mm-hmm. than give myself a paycheck. This is mm-hmm. the first year I paid myself. Really? In six years. Yeah. Sure. I mean, we always like, oh, let's go on vacation. Sure, and, sure. you know, I'll yeah. get the vacation, especially during Christmas time. Right, right. And yeah. it's a little, yeah. you know, our busy time. But this is the first year I've actually paid myself a salary in six years. Wow. And it's not a good one. <laughs> it's nothing to <laughs> write like, home about. No. No, no, no. It's I, nothing to write home about. I'm so glad that you told me that. Yeah. Um, because I actually have a question based on that. Uh, because, you know, my husband and I own the studio. Mm-hmm. We've had it for like two years. Uh, We've never been, like, in the red at all. It's all been great. But we continue to grow. Mm -hmm. And so we've had to reinvest a lot of that money. Mm -hmm. So this past year was the first year that we've taken a paycheck. Mm -hmm. It's not that great. We're probably going to have to go back down to not taking a paycheck next year because we're moving to another space. How do you deal with not being resentful of those long days where you're just like, wait, why am I doing this? And Mm -hmm. I'm paying everybody else around me is actually making more money off of my business than I am. It's hard. I'm not going to lie. It's hard. But at the same time, like you are seeing growth, right? Yes. You're not in the red. Um, So I think like anything in life, like if you focus on the negatives, it's going to be so easy to fall into that. What I do make sure though is that my staff I'm very transparent, so my staff knows. So, for mm-hmm. example, like we had our team meeting, and I wrote a giant number up on the board, and I said, what is this number? And they all guessed. And I said, this is how much it costs between payroll, rent, and, like, keeping the lights on. 
so that they understand when we have a bad day in store or yeah. when I'm not when I have to be off site to do a contract or something like that, like this is the number. Yeah. And they were all like their jaws dropped and just letting them know. So I think letting being very transparent with your staff also mm-hmm. really helps because like they want to help, they want to grow with you, right? right. And they want to help you. So I think it's it's hard. I, I definitely think this is where um, comparison is the thief of all joy as well. So it's just hard. I mean, I think you yeah. just have to manage it and just if you can focus the majority of your thoughts on like you're getting a new space. That's yeah. amazing, I right? Know. And you right. chose that. Yes, totally. But this is where I do think scalability and being mm-hmm. very honest with yourself has to come into play. Like mm-hmm. do you even want to grow? Yeah. Or do you want to just take – you know, it's okay, again, not to, to be like, no, I, sure. I just want to pay myself X and I want to be this player. Mm-hmm. And I think social media has actually hurt us as a society in that. Um, because, you know, something else I say is like, don't compare your middle to someone's end. Like there were so many people who were not following me when the struggle was real. And then they see this and they're like, well, I I haven't gotten there. And I'm like, yeah, it's been six years. Like you weren't there at year one. Right. And so you're seeing all of this great, but you didn't see all the struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think it's, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people and, mm-hmm. and trying to focus the majority of the time on the positive. So what are your tips for surrounding yourself with the right people? Mm. And by that, I mean hiring the right sure. people. What have you learned with that? That's tough. I think it's I think it's the thing that can make and break you. Mm-hmm. It will make or break you. I have had some really good advice and some really great mentors. I've made sure to have mentors, by the way. Um, I think it's really, really important to have people. Like, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You're not right. going to learn anything. Um, so I've, I've always had mentors. And one thing that has stuck with me is um, one of them who has built an extremely successful business, numerous successful businesses, she said, when you know that someone's not going to work out, you have to cut the strings right then and there. She's like – it's something she learned too painfully. Um, if you know someone's not going to work out, like you can't keep being like, let's try give it this way or chance. give yeah. them another chance. And, sure. and sometimes it just doesn't work out, right? right. It, it might just be, who knows, maybe you made a bad hire. Maybe and it's on you, and I've done that. I've made a bad hire. I've jumped to bad hire. So I think, A, take your time in hiring. B, have them meet everyone on the team and have the team be really honest about what, what it oh, is. Like great. I tell them to tell them all the bad things about me. Yeah. You know, because there's bad. I mean, I expect a lot of people. Sure. So, sure. you know, like that's if you're not someone, and I'm very blunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, I'm like, tell them, don't, don't sugarcoat this. Like, right. be very honest. So um, they know the expectations. So they ahead. know the expectations, and they can hear it from someone else. Because unfortunately, I think people see like, oh, like, like you're, you know, look at your Instagram. Look what you get to do. You get to go to all these things. Oh, like <laughs> right. you're in this amazing studio. Look, they're shooting food down. Like that's so cool. Right. Like. You know, no, yeah, but it's like a lot of schlepping and a lot of hard hours and this, yeah. that, and the other thing, and Mandy's really demanding. So I think being really honest, having them meet all the staff, taking your time, interviewing numerous people, and really understanding what you need. So that was a big tip. Hiring against your strengths is a big tip for me. Um I know what I'm good at and what I'm bad at, and mm-hmm. why would I hire another me? I need another opposite me. Yeah. So we've all two recently, there's 12 of us. Um, there's 12 of us total, but there's six of us full-time salaried employees. So okay. we're the leadership team. We all took the personality test recently, the oh, Enneagrams, nice. the yeah. the color one, the uh-huh. Myers-Briggs, even the Myers-Briggs with Harry Potter. Because oh. I'm a big Harry Potter person. <laughs> but, um, you know, so understanding how we all 
see things and do things differently and, you know, trying to manage to that. So I think it's, you know, hiring very carefully, firing Mm -hmm. very fast. I hate to say that. But um, and just making sure you're surrounded by people who want to be there for the right reasons. Right. Right. You know, yeah. for the right reasons. Like the bachelor. It's just Yeah, it is. The it's bachelor dating. has a lot of <laughs> life connotations. <For> sure. <laughs> it's dating. I mean it really 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 is. Right. It, it's dating. Yeah. I mean in a lot of ways you're going to in a small business you're going to lines will be crossed. I used to say like I don't want it to be personal. Well, that flew out the door the first month. It's yeah. personal. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, your family. And you're doing them a service by letting them go because obviously if you're in a bad relation, you know, yes. or if you're with somebody that you know, they're just not really invested well, into this or not really into it. Then. And it can take down the team. Mm-hmm. One toxic or cancerous person can take down the team. And so I'm and I make that very clear too. I may also make it very clear we're an all female driven team that yeah. I will not deal with drama. Uh-huh. I'm I'm not going to be every stereotype of a female-run business. Right. If you have a problem with someone, we're going to discuss it right away. We're, there's no gossip. I mean, I make that clear yeah. from day one. I mean, and I will, I will like, nip that in the bud. If there's gossip, if I hear anyone talking behind someone's back or so-and-so, it's done. Yeah. Like, we're going to talk it out and get it done. That's a part that's not like The Bachelor. But that yes. is not. Exactly. We're not doing <laughs> no things drama. for dramatic effect at WOM. I love no. it. So what led you to create the brick and mortar store after you'd already had the success yes. with online? Well, it's something I've always wanted to do, but this is something I'm probably the most proud about because I am someone who tends to jump in, you know, but I was very cautious with this one. Um so I did four pop-ups mm-hmm. um, for four years, yeah. and I did them for more than two months at a time. I, I think if everyone had a retail pop-up during Christmas and thought that's what it was, they'd be like, heck, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure, doing this. Easy. No right. way. So yeah. I did it during the worst time, the slowest time oh, as well. that was smart. Um, I did it in different locations, and I did different square footage. So... And I did them all for six-plus months because I needed to answer a couple mm. of questions, right? I needed to answer first – how much does it cost to truly run a retail store? How much staff do I need, right? right? Like, what is the electrical bill? How much inventory do I need? I, I needed those questions mm-hmm. answered. Does location really matter? Yes, it does. Oh, my gosh. That was what was surprised me the most. Really? Location absolutely matters. If anyone is thinking about opening a restaurant, brick and mortar, wow. Number one, location, yeah. location, location. It okay. is absolutely true. Um Really interesting to find out that square footage was really important for a home and huh. gift store. We had one that was too small, one that was too big. So that was really interesting. And then most importantly, and this goes back to know yourself, know thyself, um, did I want to do retail every day? I mean, you're talking about giving up holidays and yeah. you know going in and interfacing with customers. And did I want to do it every day? So that's why I did also make sure I did them for six plus months because did I want to do the daily grind? Right. And there was times I closed them and was like, nope, don't want to do it. And then six months would come and I'd be like, I got to do it again. Let's just try it out one more time. So when I finally figured out, yes, I do want to do it, um, then finding the right space was was the number one thing. And I'm – Anthony, my husband's in yes. commercial real estate, okay. so he was That's my broker, which is, oh, sure. he says I'm the worst client he's ever had. <laughs> but um, most difficult, most uh, high maintenance, but really, really that was amazing. So mm. he was he was able to like, you know, constantly look at locations with me for me and and talk on my behalf and yeah. speak on my behalf and I could completely trust that process, mm-hmm. which was awesome. And you have been in the Vinings location for now two? Nope, just no. a little over. We opened over in July. Okay. This will be our second Christmas. So we opened okay. the weekend June 25th, June 30th, last weekend okay. in June. Um 
And so, yeah, we just celebrated our one year this summer. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I it's a great it. location. It is. And you just opened um, uh, Waiting on Martha downstairs, yes. too, which is awesome. Let me just tell you guys, if you're in the Atlanta area, I mean, you need to visit both places. I always get the best gifts at Waiting on Martha. Thank you. And then Waiting on Martha downstairs, it offers discount prices. Yes. So then I really stock up on gifts. And that it's will awesome. only be open for two more weekends. Oh, okay. And then it'll be open after Christmas. So okay. what we did is very much the pop-up mentality. I was like... We were doing warehouse sales, and I was like, I need an outlet, and I need a place to work and ship, and there is vacancy, and so it was nice to – our warehouse was over on Collier, and Uh we were driving and going back and forth and shipping, and it was just such a waste of time. So this was a no-brainer, and it's been really fun, and again, I've learned so much, Mm -hmm. and – and the teams loved having a place to not only work but ship. So it's been it's been really great for us. Yeah, that's awesome. So because you are an entertaining expert, oh, um, I don't know about that. But okay, <laughs> and we I'll are going it. into the holidays. Yes. What is uh, what is one of those entertaining tips that you would say? Okay, this will help you kind of survive the holidays. Well, I don't know if anything can help you survive <laughs> family in the holidays. Um, and I speak from experience. I host. I love my family. I host them all and stuff. But um, I think there's a couple things. One. One is like take the pressure off, you know, keep it simple. Let's make the holidays about what it should be about, and that's about fa- t- spending time with friends and family and those that you love. So keep it really simple. Don't try out new recipes. <laughs> like, oh, I'm the worst I for do that Thanksgiving all the time. and parties. Yes. Let's stick with yeah. the classics. Um, but I think you know if you're entertaining. If you're entertaining, I think there's two different ways to look at it, right? So if you're hosting family over, mm-hmm. I always make sure. Um, that they're comfortable. So I make sure the guest rooms are stocked. I make sure I have the food that they like and the snacks and things like that. Um, so I make sure they're really comfortable so that I don't have to constantly be like, do you need water? Do you need this? So like I have a guest room tray that's full of waters and candle mm. and I fill it full of all different snacks and I have all the towels out. So like being prepared so you're not like Having always at their beck and call, yeah, if you will, sure. making sure they have the drinks that they like and the breakfast and that. Um, and then And, you know, when you – if you're hosting for, like, dinner, so Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, A, again, find out any dietary restrictions. Find out up front. I was a vegetarian for seven or eight years, Mm -hmm. almost eight years. So, like, I was not a picky one, but I know there (laughs) there is, and I just eat sides. But, I mean, making sure that that – don't try out new recipes, sticking to the classics, and then, you know – Making sure there's enough booze always. Right. But just stick with wine, beer, champagne, and one signature cocktail. If you've got to make a signature cocktail, stick to it. Um, The thing about, like, desserts and whatnot, you can make a lot of those and freeze them ahead of time, honestly. Like, I'll start to make my sugar cookies now for Christmas and freeze them. And then I bring them out and frost them um, and whatnot. But I think just really trying to keep it as simple as possible. I know that sounds boring, but it's truly the best tip I can give. Right. Well, and nobody wants a stressed out host. So (laughs) keep it simple. Nothing is worse. And we do a trial run too. So, and I mean, who doesn't like to eat Thanksgiving get dinner twice? So we smoke our turkey on the big green egg. So we actually do trial runs. We'll do a trial run and usually because I shoot it for the blog anyway. But um, just to make sure you know, because it's not like we smoke a turkey every month. Yeah. So like we'll do the trial run to make sure we're like good and ready and and to reassess timing. 
Oh, that's great. Timing is very important. Mm -hmm. Well, if you need any tester, you know, I try. I know where to come. That's right. right. (laughs) Okay. So what, as far as like interior design, Mm -hmm. home decor, what's something that you are just really loving right now? So I think it's interesting as I've watched my evolution of like how I live, Mm -hmm. I guess would be a good thought process. Um, So Four years ago, and what you'll find mostly on the on the blog is my home has a lot of patterns, a lot of crazy wallpapers, and a lot of bright colors, and a lot of pattern mixing, um, and a lot of blue and white, which I love. I yeah. absolutely love. But what I have found now is my life is so colorful and so busy that I actually want my house to be this area of calmness. Mm. So I've actually changed in the last year, and my house is turning into one big neutral situation um which I'm kind of loving it's kind of a more airy California vibe um I just again my my life is so colorful right Mm -hmm. and my store is so colorful which I love but I just feel like I just want a sense of simplicity and Mm -hmm. peace in my home. So I'm really simplifying my entire home right now. I just went through every piece of clothing, shoes and handbag I own and sent about five boxes to Goodwill and I'm about selling eight boxes. Wow. I'm just really into, you know, I'm 38. I know what I like now and what I don't and I'm just you know, trying to master that mess, yeah. if you will. I love what you said because I do feel like your home should reflect. It should be a place of sanctuary, you yes. know, and a place that you love to go yes. to. And that really, I feel like, should be the underlying foundation of your choices for design. So Absolutely, absolutely. And, like, my other thing is live in, like, what you love. So mm. I hate when people, like, don't sit on that. That was really expensive. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I have a white sofa. Yeah. It's like a, it's it's not white. It's, like, not white, white, but it's pretty white. And yeah. I drink red wine on it uh-huh. every day. Yeah. Not every day, Mom. Like, <laughs> um, quite a few days. You know, like, live, if it gets a stain, I have really great stain remover. Yeah. Um, I just hate when I see people spend all this money and, um, don't live in it you know like everything in my home you can feel completely comfortable when you come over Mm -hmm. and I think that's important well Mandy thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing I mean your wisdom and experience was just so (laughs) invaluable so I really appreciate it and um, if people want to be able to go to the store if they want to follow your blog especially during the holidays yes um, then how can they do that yes so I'm on Instagram obviously as waiting on Martha and then the store which is waiting on Martha home is shop waiting on Martha Um, and the store is located in Vinings but if you are not in Atlanta we ship worldwide we have been for six years so there we go and it is a good time to follow the blog because I, like I said, I have some really exciting holiday mm. partnerships coming up. So well, lots of good stuff coming. I'm so looking forward to that. Thank so, you. Thank yes. you again, Mandy. So thank much. you so Appreciate much for it. having me. Yeah. As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people, so she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at Heidi Rue. Also be kind because she's my wife. And if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it. 